Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week, we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Um, Today, we're discussing Chapter 11 of Harry (laughs) Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Quidditch. We have some announcements and reminders. Uh, We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter. You can also um, tag us at WeBlackAndNerds to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be Black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. So channel your inner Dean or your inner Blaze Sabini. Mm-hmm. If you would like to submit, check out the website for guidelines. Um, also subscribe to our newsletter. Um, every week we share nerd news and links about what's been going on um, in the world. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Um, this is It's not like Harry Potter exclusive. Um, so it's just like all kinds of stuff that we like. Be that like Marvel, um, I don't know, Doctor Who, Orphan Black. Doctor Strange just started filming. That was um, featured on our last newsletter. Um, Daniel Jose Older went, not off, but he had some really good comments about uh, the children's book, A Fine Dessert. Um, We shared that. So, I mean, just anything that, you know, piques our fancy. Yeah. um, We like to, you know, share with you guys. We also share links to our own, like, posts. Um, Yeah. But those also come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So you don't necessarily have to wait for the newsletter to read those. You should just read, yeah, just check up. Check, check them out. out. Tuesdays, cool. Thursdays, Mondays, we've been doing Doctor Who recaps. Yep. Um, um, yeah, so let up. Uh, you can so, go to blackgirlsnerdout.com to find all of those things. Yes, and you can um, follow us on Twitter at We Black and Nerds. Like us on Facebook at Black Girls Nerd Out. We're also on Instagram and Tumblr at Black Girls Nerd Out. Those don't get. As much love, um, but I'm working on it. I'm trying. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, really quick news. Probably not that quick news. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic Beasts. Um, so there we've got a, this past week. We got a new logo, photos. We've learned some like small like tidbits about like magical the magical world in the United States. So, for example, the equivalent of the Ministry of Magic in Britain is the Magical Congress of the United States here, um, aka I guess. I don't know if it's just like an acronym or if you actually pronounce it as a word, but How I would just say Makusa or Makusa or something. Okay, it was just. But I'm not it, sure. I called it Mac USA. That too. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like I'm not totally sure. Like if it's I mean, a, well, we would say like Congress of CODIS is what we would call. So in actual terminology, which I mostly learned from The West Wing, great show, check it out. Um, you know, we call the president POTUS, P-O-T-U-S, the president of the United States, and mm-hmm. Supreme Court of SCOTUS, S-C-O-T-U-S, um, Supreme Court of the United States, mm-hmm. and Congress is CODUS. So, MCOTUS probably would make more sense, um, and you wouldn't have the A. That's, like, something right. that I think the British would do because we would just Well, call I don't know. It. How long have we been saying POTUS and stuff, though? Because I We've been saying it for a long time. Really? Because yeah. I... 
I'm not saying that. <laughs> I just, I've only heard it being used like colloquially in colloquial. That's a word, right? Yeah, yeah. it's only in been the past used. Years, it's only been so used um, by like non-political, like politicos and stuff right. outside of the Hill. Um, basically, since the West Wing took off and it Got was it. popular, but um, they didn't make POTUS up out of nowhere. It's it's well, no, no, no. I'm not saying like, no, no, no. I know, sense. but yeah, it yeah. was. It was kind of more inside baseball that just got got it. I think adopted. also though that like I don't necessarily think that it would be because it's been proven time and time again that like the magical world doesn't give a fuck what's happening in the like that is true. in the mogul world. Um, they're like you know it's whatever you know what I mean. We do what we want, and if there happens to be some kind of correlation, that's cool. And if not, then whatever. Yeah, like we'll um, we'll kind of go along with your structure, like the structure of governance, hence the Minister of Magic and the kind right, of like, similar um, terminology and governing bodies, but um, there, it seems at least um, from what we've know, from what we found out that the president, um, the magical president of the unit, what is he called? The president of the ma- whatever. Um, president <laughs> Quayhog, he's got more um, power than like president obama or the the muggle president would it doesn't we haven't really dived deep into it but it doesn't like from the jump feel like there's a lot of checks and balances or anything like that right i don't been heard about a magical supreme court but i wouldn't be surprised if there was one right um but yeah it's interesting um i think the thing that i am very eager to talk about. I was going to say excited, but it's not like an excitement thing. Right. It's a trepidation thing. It's nomads versus muggle. Mm-hmm. And someone, um, and I'm sorry, I'm recovering from the flu, so um, I can't think of who it was, but someone on Twitter did point out to me when I was like, I don't know if I could do this nomad thing, um, that it is 1920s USA, so mm-hmm. we probably have, or we definitely have evolved in our slang for the muggle kind or the oh, nomad sure. kind but someone else also said nomad sounds like badge and that's yeah, why that and that, I was like I was like I saw that yes maybe that is why I'm just like ugh, yeah. I don't like it I don't dislike it I I mean like I don't know I think muggle like kind of rolls off the tongue better um but I also think that it makes sense that there would be a different Way oh, to it say totally it. makes sense. And I'm also kind of curious in terms of like like how I mean I'm sure there are Native American witches and wizards, but in terms of like the European American ones or like non-Native American mm-hmm. wizard witches and wizards, I'm curious like the similarities in their um like I guess I don't want to say immigration totally because that doesn't completely <laughs> like encompass that's not like the right word for every single like group. But essentially immigration to the United States or to what is now the United States and yeah. like how those are paralleled with the like muggle world or if it's like a totally separate thing. So um, this so, is a- because so, you know, so I'm saying that to say so like, for example, the fact that we don't spell certain words the same as how they do in Britain is like specifically because we were being petty and was like, that's how they spell it in Britain. We're we're like we're like a separate world now. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to have ties to the UK. So that so now we're gonna so, spell it with an O instead yeah. of an O and a U. So like, O just, U, who needs it? But so then I'm curious into like how that particular word like came out. You know, like how what it came out of. If it was like they just decided, maybe yeah, like if they just decided that was because also nomads is really lazy. 
Yeah. Like, non-magical, which is also low-key American. So then I'm like, so I don't know. There's, like, different ways that that could have been come, that that, that word could have come about. And yeah. so I think culturally is really what I'm interested in with um, with that. And I think also because Newt is, like, British, seeing how he deals with those, like, cultural issues as well. Yeah, you just um, sparked to mind the book, American Gods by Neil Gaiman, which I highly recommend if you haven't read it. Um, it's kind of like now a classic, um, but kind of deals with the old gods coming from Europe and things and how they integrated into America and how um, a lot of them are like losing power or losing influence because we don't, we, I'm we, like Americans. We just don't we don't know about that, and we don't fuck with that. Like mm-hmm. leprechauns is just something that we kind of laugh about and think about cereal, right? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, that's what that's I true. you know. But like, or the luck of the Irish, yeah. Disney Channel. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that kid. Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Okay. Um, we're trying to cut down on the tangents, tangents and that yeah. that would send us on a big one, but. Um, it is true though that like a lot of, especially the thing that we talked about within representation, a lot of the people that Newt are interacting with, at least in this first one, are going to be like white European exactly. Americans, Caucasian, um, and so it it will be interesting to see too, like something that we don't really see in Harry Potter is like. I mean, A, the slang between, you can even tell the slang between, like, me and Bayana, which we talk about, like, Northern California versus Southern California is different. Um, they're in New York, but there's also a difference in class, like, slang and, like, in terms of, like, what is said um, in upper class, richer society. Like, they have a different slang, a different, mm-hmm. you know, way of speaking. Colloquialism um, is dependent on a lot of different factors, not just your country. So um, I personally, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Nomadge. It sounds like, it also sounds, you know, and this is something that I'm just thinking, I'm thinking this through (laughs) as we go along, but um, it also sounds very like posh in a way that is corny, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, like a preppy kind of slang. No, it does sound corny. I think. I mean, like um, because I think that especially be making it be like a combination of two. You know what I mean? Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's just a shortened version of like non-magical people versus like Muggle. I don't know where she came up with Muggle, but it's like a random ass word, and yeah. like it could have roots in something. Whereas like this doesn't necessarily have any roots in anything other than like it's just a abbreviation of something. Yeah, I mean, I always kind of thought too like. Um, the thing, like one thing that I really love and I really, really want to learn, um, is Cockney rhyming slang. And so I always kind of thought like it might be some sort of Cockney rhyming slang type of way that she got to muggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also could have just pulled it out of thin air cause she's brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think it makes it, it, it it's an interesting, um, choice, but it does sound too like a, like kind of like twenties type of you know in 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 that time period it it makes sense yeah um but I I'm still saying muggle 
Well, yeah. <laughs> I grew up. I, I, I grew up with Muggle. Have, like strong feelings about nomads. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I was on Twitter and some people were like pissed, and I was like, really? Yeah, Calm down a little bit. It's not that. Like, it's you know, it's an interesting thing to think about and to talk about, and like whether you like it or not. Like, you have like. I don't know. I don't have very yeah, strong feelings. People have about strong it. feelings, but I think it's also one of those things where it's like you have to remember that we grew up with these books, but these books are not set in our country. That so, yeah. There's like that like, plus the fact that it's we're we were dealing with a very small population of yeah. like Goblet of Fire kind of expanded, has expanded that. and like shows us that we're all in a very like I don't know, microscopic like <laughs> at, like environment. Um but even then, like they kind of mention Bulgaria and France, but it's not really a big thing. Like, yeah. a lot of it is very, like, mentioned and slightly touched on, but barely. And if you think um, about it, too, like, France and Bulgaria are not big countries either. Like, no. what about, like, Asian magical uh, communities? Or right. Rush, like, Russia's huge, and a lot of it is inhabitable, but a lot of it is inhabited, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that they're not walking around saying muggle. Right. Um, I think the other thing is that because both of these countries speak English, like America yeah. and the UK, then there's like a kind of thing. But I'm not, I'm, but again, like it makes sense that Americans wouldn't call non magical people muggles. I mean, we say Fanny to talk about the butt, and they say Fanny to talk about the V. Like that alone, fag to them is a cigarette. It's completely different to us, um, which is like a also tangent. Sorry. But like <laughs> we are so out of pocket for calling, like, I would rather fag any no tangents. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was like I because I, I you almost committed and then you were like, yeah. actually no. Because it's, it's <laughs> I was like, I just want to say this, but then I'm like, but I have strong feelings about this and I can't just like say So it. I'm just gonna move on. Okay. Joe's um, writing a new children's book. Oh wait, are we not gonna talk about the photos and the logo? Oh yeah, let's talk about the photos and the logo. <laughs> Just real quick because yeah, I yeah, we need to get to the chapter, but real quick. Okay, so the logo I thought was really cool. I don't think it's on Pottermore or it is, but it's like not somewhere. Oh wait, there's other news. I forgot. Okay, but that's we can keep going. Um, um so the, the logo, logo was cool. It looks cool. Um, I have a special place in my heart for Eddie Redmayne that happened way before uh, he was cast in this movie. But um, the photos just, like, I made me squee. Like, you know, you guys, I don't know if you've t- picked up on this, but I got a little bit of a ginger thing. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of a ginger thing. And um, he just looks so great and so cute. And um, he's, like, he's, he's, got, he's got all the bits of everything that I was just really excited for. His, um, his outfit was really cute. Um, kind of just off kilter enough to be like okay he's weird so he has that wizarding you know like he's not wearing a cloak but Mm -hmm. doesn't totally fit in he kind of looks like the doctor which shout out to Bayana (coughs) I'm having a little bit of an attack here you're okay for the the cool thing that was awesome yeah somebody was mad about that but I didn't understand that I kind of got it I got like the point was that it's a very, it's like the same kind of thing happening. It's like the Sherlock and the Doctor, and it's like a very like similar look. But I don't know. I didn't but have if you think about, about Sherlock it. and the Doctor, 
It's not like well, the Matt Smith doctor because right, because that's the other thing. It's like the the doctor um, has a bunch of incarnations, and there's one but that's one thing, and it. like this is actually kind of goes along with my like attraction thing. It's like all of those actors are very lean and lank and lanky and like and lice and um they have a similar body type. So the other thing is like it's also based why, on one set. Yeah, and I but I think also like that's why and wasn't the doctor in when he took on that Victorian he was in the Victorian era mm-hmm. and this is before he looked like a professor and then he looked like he was in the Victorian era and this is yeah. the 20s. Um, I mean, I they do look similar. I get it, but also I don't know. I didn't have strong feelings about it. But I think too it's, it's a type of clothing that um just looks good on these adorably lanky British man with floppy <laughs> hair and you have to give all of these actors Sherlock I don't know I'm Benedict Cumberbatch Matt Smith and Eddie Redmayne props they're very talented actors so it's not like they're like oh they all look alike and that's why they're um successful they're all very talented actors and they happen to have the same body type but um yeah, I was excited about the photos. I um, like didn't. The photos, I thought the logo was cool. Like the S was a. Um, and I can't remember what it was. I think it said like, it was an Ashwinder, which oh, I need okay. to go. I actually realized I don't have Fantastic Beasts because I didn't get. Um, I'm gonna buy it. Don't give it to me now. I'm not um, giving what. It's like <laughs> you pulled them out, but it's because I got um, Quidditch of the Ages um, from the UK, and so they didn't come together. Yeah, and so I didn't. I never okay. got it. But I'm still. But. I'm gonna you get You thought it. that I was gonna give you my book. Well, you pulled it out, and I was I like, "I pulled what it out to doing? see with the ash window if that was in here because I, I haven't actually really gone through these." Um, I mean, we can but let's later. Keep, but yeah, let's keep going. Um, okay, gonna... so yeah, so there's that. Um, I liked the pictures. I had some some thoughts about and feelings about like the the race. Um, oh, got it. Aspect of that, um, but I talked about it on Twitter, and we still got to get to the actual chapter that we're supposed to be talking mm-hmm. about. So I don't want to super get into it. Unfortunately, I didn't link my tweets to get tweets together, but I was at work, and so I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was, you know what I mean. I wasn't as like, but they're they're like intentional about it. As in I a row, they're in a row. If you like scroll down, you'll find um, them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you sign up for our newsletter, you will be linked to the first, the first one in the series of um tweets. also really quickly newt's enchanted suitcase is bigger on the inside i oh. love undetectable extension charms they're awesome um, yeah so he just like carries a bunch of beat like magical creatures in a suitcase which i think is awesome yeah so an ashwinder is created when a magical fire is allowed to burn unchecked for too long a thin pale gray serpent with glowing red eyes will rise from the embers of an unsupervised fire and slither away into the shadows of the dwelling in which it finds itself, leaving an ashy t- trail behind it. The Ashwinder lives only for an hour or during the time, and during that time seeks a dark and secluded spot in which to lay its eggs, after which it will collapse into dust. Ashwinder eggs are brilliant red and give off intense heat. They will ignite the dwelling within minutes if not found and frozen with a suitable charm. Any wizard realizing that one or more Ashwinders are loose in the house must trace them immediately and locate the nest of eggs. Once frozen, these eggs are of great value to use in love potions and may be eaten whole as a cure for ague. Ashwinders are found worldwide. Oh, so, awesome. 
Um, I pretty love, cool. Magical creatures are awesome, so I do need to read that before so that I could have random facts she in is, my head. She's eyeing my book, y'all. Like, I'm going to buy it because I actually, okay, like, so I It went, is a turkey so on what Thanksgiving. Happened, this, I was going to actually get it this weekend, or no, this weekend, but on um, Friday, I went to the mall and I, was, and I wasn't going to go buy books, but then... So the way that this mall works is so that there's stairs. Sorry. So that there. So my, my, I was with my sister and we were going to get food. So there's stairs, but then there's also a Barnes and Noble with an escalator. And being the like very smart and lazy people that we are, we were like, let's go through Barnes and Noble and take the escalator. And so we did Fish that. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. And then I realized, oh, there are all these books that I want. And so then we ended up looking around for all the books we wanted. And I was like, oh, I need to get Fantastic Beasts. That's Barnes and Noble, and by the way. And then I ended up going shopping, and then I couldn't buy my books. So That Barnes and Noble has, like, zero Daniel Jose older. I'm very upset about it. Yeah. Um, but also the baby was losing her mind, so I didn't get a chance to really look very well. It took me a minute to find but, some stuff I was looking for, though. Um, but yeah. yeah, me and... Me I, and they, they switched things around recently, yeah. so it's hard to it's remember hard to, where... I've uh, been going to that bookstore since I was, like, 13, and now <laughs> I go there, and I'm like, I don't know where anything is. And me and crazy. Aminata spend our Halloween there, um, so she could play on the train set and get candy. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I okay. Thought. Anyway, um, I think that's it. I don't know. I yeah. liked the pictures. I'm the, the photos. I'm are really excited. excited for it. Like, yeah, I, that's yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say is that I'm excited for it. I'm sure when it comes out, we're gonna have a bonus episode where all that's all we talk about. And we'll have lots of feelings, all that stuff. But it's hard to um really have too strong of opinions off of what they gave us, and I plan on picking up the Entertainment Weekly soon and reading um about what they have in store but again it's one of those things kind of like we talked about with um the, the curious the curse the cursed child i don't want to spoil it like yeah, i don't, don't want to i don't need to know everything and soak up all this information right. and then come in with like unrealistic ex- or any expectations right it's like i'm um, kind of like it's cool like it's good to see the picture it's good to see the logo it's cool to like get a little bit of information like a backstory and like like, what's actually happening is that he gets there and then he lets all these beasts go, un- <laughs> like, unintentionally, and then they have to, like, go and find them. That's great. And then that's all I need to know. Let me just go watch it, and then it'll be great. And make up our own and make, Yeah, and then we'll have critiques and we'll have, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, cool. moving on, Joe is writing a children's book. Um, she says, Joe's <clears throat> pretty close to my own heart with this because she says, like, I have all of these ideas and... Yeah, it's in there somewhere, but, you know, it'll get out eventually. Um, So she's working on it, but she doesn't want to commit to any timeline or anything like that. But I'm wondering, too, like, where in the children's book spectrum spectrum it's going to be. Because if it was like Joe is working on a new YA novel, I would be like, oh, yeah. Right. But if it's going to be more on the terms of, like, what we're reading now, Sorcerer's Stone, I don't know if I'll be able... I mean, I'm going to read it. doesn't matter yeah. what it is. I'm going to read If she comes out with a freaking coloring book... Or, she did. She is. She is. Mine is coming um, in the mail on Tuesday. Oh, snap. Um, mine should be coming in the mail on Tuesday, too, then. Probably. I sent an email like about it, and I was like... Um, but, yes. yeah, if it was, like... I mean, but what I meant to say is if yeah. it was a picture book, like, ages four to five or whatever right. I'm re- I'm picking it up and I'm I'm holding it dearly to my chest and <laughs> reading it but um if it was a YA book um which is my go-to genre um 
that would be very exciting. Right. So, but we don't have a ton of information. I think it's probably going to be more in the elementary school preteen age. Right. Um, just from the limited. I mean, she said children's book. She didn't say YA novel. She didn't say young adult. She didn't say, like... So, but, yeah, it's exciting. It's something to be on the lookout for, and more information will probably be coming. Um, And the last thing was a coloring book, which I just, like, randomly inserted into the last thing. (laughs) Basically, the Harry Potter coloring book, um, I think, comes out on Tuesday, and... We both pre-ordered it, so... There are so many coloring books, so I saw... I bought my Doctor Who, um, but it doesn't come until February. Oh. um, So, yeah, so there's a Doctor Who one. There's also a Game of Thrones coloring book. I feel like these are all from the same publisher, because they they look very similar. And when I got them, like, or when I, like, you know, you order one, and then it's, like, shows up. shows up. There's a Sherlock one, too. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, Um, And then I was, like I said, I was at Barnes & Noble last week on Halloween with um, Aninata, our co-host... And um, there was an Outlander coloring book, um, mm. which I haven't read, but I have, um, I got a free book at Comic-Con, so I'm probably going to try to check it out. And I know the, the TV show is very um, successful. And there was another coloring book for another series that I can't remember, but it seems like, you know, adult coloring books are all the rage right now. Yeah. And it seems like they're all about in that same kind of line. Um but I'm excited. I don't know. I feel like now I should have got two. So I feel like I'm going to want a color, but then I'm going to want one that's not colored in. But then there's going to be a time when I'm not paying attention and Aminata grabs it and starts coloring in it. I'm going to put mine on a high shelf in my closet where she can't reach. So. Yeah. She, she won't even know they exist. She colored on my, um, it was my fault. I didn't, it was within reach. But, um, you know, when you go to Comic-Con and people are, when you go to any convention and people can um, draw you pictures for like, what are they called? My brain isn't working, but you ask them to draw you a picture and they draw you a picture and then you pay them and then you guys know what I'm talking about. I have Mm -hmm. the flu. Um, She colored on that and made me sad because I asked him to draw a picture of, it was Will Wheaton. Um, Anywho. Yeah, you just. I don't know. I might show it to her once, and then I'm going to just be like, all right, don't touch this, and then put it somewhere where she can't touch it. Yeah. It's very easy. She be trying to get to my, like, sonic screwdriver and magic wand and stuff when I'm not around. So, like, I came downstairs one time, and it was just, like, in the living room, and I was like, why? This is not... This is not a communal toy. But anyway... She's always trying to my toys. My Groot, she thinks it's hers. She... That's her... Literally her first question when you like you show her something that's like really cool and you like it she's like is it mine no like (laughs) you can see it you can look at it i had that i had that group for so long and she didn't pay attention to it and then all of a sudden i don't know what it caught her at oh because we had made our little shrine of nerd (laughs) and it was it was prominently placed yeah and then when she found out that it played michael jackson it was over yeah so it's cool. It's cool. Let's get to chapter 11, Quidditch. Um, I feel like this chapter is pretty interesting. Like, it's um, short, but also, like, a lot of stuff happens mm-hmm. that becomes a bigger deal. We see, 
And this is something that I like just, we have great timing. The first sentence of this is, as they entered November, the weather turned cold. <laughs> we are entering November. The weather's turning cold. I'm sick. Like, just perfect timing. Um, <laughs> so the Quidditch season has begun. And on Saturday, Harry would be playing his first match after weeks of training, Gryffindor versus Slytherin. Um, if Gryffindor won, they would move up into second place in the house championships. And this is interesting because I was kind of wondering, like, well, who's second now? We don't really know. It's like the first time that they talk about the house championship as opposed to, like, five points from Gryffindor, ten points right. to Gryffindor. And it's just, like, these random points. And you know that other students are giving and giving – or sorry – are earning points and getting points taken away from them. So, like, even if Harry gets five points, like, maybe someone earlier that day lost ten points and then maybe someone else got 20. And so it all is, like, being aggregated magically by those... um, Hourglasses. Hourglasses in the Great Hall. Um, So this is it's just kind of interesting because it's one of those things that kind of pulls you out from... Harry's point of view or the trio's point of view and it's like oh yeah there's like so much more going on that we're not getting to see um at least that's what I that's how I read it right um Um, go ahead okay so yeah so now they're getting ready um Harry's been kind of kept a secret um but the news that he was playing secret had leaked um and so it says Harry didn't know which was which was worse People telling him he'd be brilliant or people telling him they'd be running they'd be running underneath him holding a mattress. So basically it's just another like like um like the recurring theme of him being under a lot of pressure, um, and just having to deal with like people having high expectations for him. Um, and so even if they're trying to make him feel better, it's not necessarily helpful because what he well basically he just doesn't want anyone to like have any expectations. It's just to like leave him alone. Um but because he is who he is, there's, like, there's just stuff, there's expectations associated with being Harry Potter. Um, so just living up to that to that legacy. We also get to see the um, growing friendship between Hermione, Harry, and Ron. So um, this kind of is a little annoying, but it's, like, it's, it was really lucky that Harry now had Hermione as a friend. He didn't know how he'd have gotten through all of his homework without her. What with all the last-minute Quidditch practice, what was making them do? She had also lent him Quidditch through the ages, which turned out to be a very interesting read. But one way to get through all of your homework is to not take on some pleasure reading, which, I mean, I am the queen of loving to read for fun, but, um, you know, maybe don't have leisure reading when you have all this homework. I think it was Bustle. There was someone recently that did a pretty interesting what if Hermione hadn't done their homework, like little fanfic. And I always thought like, I mean, at a certain point she does do their homework, but at this. Right now she's not. Right now she's. on the next page, like. Yeah, she refuses. um, She's checking their homework. Yeah. So she would never let them copy. And she goes, how will you learn? But by asking him to read it through, they got the right answers anyway. So it's just like. I mean, I think that's a little bit different. It is different. You're getting the right answers, but you're still learning because she's telling you, like, why you got it wrong. And yeah, and she's helping you so, walk through it. Right. But then towards, like, which we'll get to later, um, she starts to kind of... Yeah, she just, like, writes it and then she's like, it. all right. I think it's kind of weird. It, I don't know. It kind of just struck me as weird that, like, 
first she's a know-it-all bother, and then they're friends now, and they're still kind of not equal. Like, now they're like, oh, well, now you're a friend, so help us with our homework. Right. I mean, I know it's not exactly like that, but... It is sort of like that. It's sort of like that. Yeah. And it's kind of just like, ugh, patriarchy or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. It's like, oh, the, you know, Harry's got this, this sports ball match. So all of a sudden, like, you know, (laughs) uh, it just reminds me of, I went to, when I was in college and one of the, like, foot or basketball was like the big sport at our school. Mm -hmm. And one of the basketball players was, um, like, wanted to work with me on a project and I didn't want to work with him because I'm like, you're a bath, like, you don't have time and whatever. And he literally thought that I was going to, like, do the work. And I was like, you got me fucked up. Right. Like, I know that you think you're important. I know that, like, everyone else treats you like you're important. But this is called a group project. Right. And if so you're you not going to do your part of the project, you will not be getting anything from me. No, I was like, very shy um (laughs) well I mean I still am but especially in high school and like as the years progressed I got better but I was always very clear with people in my like like people who were we were I was cool with them but I would be like if you're not like if you're not doing this like I'm not doing your work for you and if you do end up doing it then and or if you don't end up doing it or if I end up doing it I'm letting teacher know yeah. Like, if I have to end up taking up the slack and getting your work done so that our, like, project is complete and has all the components, I'm letting the teacher know that you didn't do, do it, it and that I did it. Yeah. Like, that, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> like, and people knew. They were, like, cool with that and they respected that. And I was like, good, because I'm not taking any type of nothing from that. So, yeah, I just think that it was kind of, like, it caught my, that caught my eye. Um, Harry learned that there are 700 ways to commit a Quidditch foul. And though people rarely died playing Quidditch, people did, uh, referees have been known to vanish and turn up months later in the Sahara Desert, which is very, like... Okay, so that's actually something I wanted to talk about. Specific. Yeah, exactly. So one, it's very specific. The other thing is, like, the Wizarding World is so bizarre. Like, their everyday, like, accidents are really ridiculous. They really are. Like... Oh, I got, like, there, there was one, oh my god, like, going to, like, they're in Order of the Phoenix, I can't remember any, like, specific ones right now, but, like, oh, oh, okay, so, like, one, for example, when they're in uh, St. Mungo's, and there's, like, the dude who's, like, holding his daughter's foot because she's, like, sprouted wings, and so she's just, like, flying, <laughs> she can't stop flying, and it's just, like, what is this? Like, y'all have just the most, like, they're so bizarre and so ridiculous, but, um... But awesome. But awesome, and, like, but then it's so, it's, I think that it's interesting because, like, she... Joe has this way of, like, taking the, like, over the top and making it just, like, really mundane. mundane. Yeah, yeah. And making it just, like, regular. It's just a thing that happens. Like, and the way that this is written, like, you know, he's going through the things he's learning, and he's like, Seekers, this is the whole sentence, so, and well, this is part. Seekers were usually the smallest and fastest players, and that most serious Quidditch accidents seemed to happen to them. That although people rarely died playing Quidditch, referees had been known to vanish and turn up months later in the Sahara Desert. Hermione had become. It was just like it just. What? That was yeah. Like just, it doesn't even. It doesn't even matter. And that was actually something that came up. Like I don't know when did we do Hamilton Potter? That was like a min. That was like it, a week or so ago. Yeah, last but week. we should do it again. So we it should. Great. That was fun. Um, <laughs> I had one other one that was like about it was serious, but that was like Aww. anyway. Um, so no, so there was so I tweeted this one that's like, it's basically this image of um, it's from Order of the Phoenix where 
there's like a quote from Hamilton that doesn't really matter for like the purposes of what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Um, so it's a picture of like the Daily Prophet and it's like Dumbledore, daft or dangerous. And that's like the main like headline um, from Order of the Phoenix, like the movie. But then in the corner, and shout out to um, Connie for like mentioning it, for like noticing this within the corner, one of the articles says, Ginger Witch Survives Henna Explosion. And you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like the most <laughs> random thing ever. And like, obviously, like, I chose the picture because of the Dumbledore like thing, but just like just random shit. Fudge voted. Well, this has nothing to do with what I'm saying, but Fudge apparently was voted the stylish Wizard of the Year. Okay, but yeah, he so does it's just, like that bowler hat. He does, but yeah, so it's just like random ass like stuff that happens. Like what happened in that henna explosion? But of course, the like text is way too small to actually read the article. Yeah, but, but there there are, and maybe we'll just start to kind of circle and point these out as we go yeah. through. But there. Are, or just weird act. I mean, even if you want to go back, this isn't really an accident, but, you know, Dudley's tail and right, like, exactly. having to go get that taken care of. It's like, yeah, Hagrid's not the best wizard and he needs to turn him into a full pig, but like, I'm sure that shit happens all the time. Me too. And that, at least, is an accident that kind of makes sense. Right. Right. But like, what are you doing? It's, yeah. Maybe she's ginger, she doesn't want to be ginger, so she's trying to dye her hair. But Maybe. that's, like, something that, like, muggles can do with Henna. And there's right. no explosion. <laughs> there's no explosions. Like, yeah, what are you doing with like, your that somehow it became, like, yeah, explosive? It's just, like, you know. That's weird. Go to the, the hair shop. I don't know. Guys, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so while Robin tries to get herself back together... Um, okay, so Hermione has become, um, more relaxed about breaking the rules since they saved her from the mountain troll, which kind of makes sense. But I don't yeah, like that I they mean, say she was much nicer for it. Yeah. Like, I mean... She is the same no, person. She, but I think that also, like, she's nicer in part because... Part of it is that she's probably she's just turning less, a blind eye because yeah. they're her friends. She's not But I think me. also that she's, she's probably just, like, trying to keep in mind... Like, even though Ron was really, like, mean about the way that he talked about her, yeah. um, it's not like there wasn't truth to it. She was just way too intense and needed to, like, chill out a little bit. And so I think that while the way that he said it hurt her feelings, I'm sure she took it into account in some kind of way. Yeah. She yeah. got more chill. Yeah. She just got a little bit more chill. So then, apparently, like, it's, it's, like, freezing in the courtyard. Apparently, they don't have, like, heat, a heating system in Hogwarts. So she conjured... Well, they're outside. No, but later on it says like the only places where it's warm is like the Great the Hall and, and by the fire and like it is an damn. old like medieval yeah, but castle. but it's magical and you should at least be able to have some kind of like heating. That system. is true. My brother went to Miami, Ohio, and if anyone went to like a school that gets really cold, like they had heated sidewalks. Right, they and should, like they should have. If something. muggles can do it, then you can do it. You can do it. I'm sure, like a simple charm, like yeah. They really just letting their students freeze in the corridors. But this is great because it's we probably, see... It's probably a way to get them to, like, not sneak out after after dark. Yeah, and it's also probably, like, well, you guys have magic. Figure, figure it out. Yeah, exactly. figure it out. Yeah, like, Make, Hermione gets her, her blue fire that she yeah. puts in the jar. And this is, like, I underline this bright blue fire that could be carried around in a jam jar. Because that's, like, Hermione's signature thing. Mm-hmm. Um which they don't really show until the last movies in the in the movies. Oh yeah, but it's not but blue. It's not blue, but still it's like the little yeah. fire that she makes. It just made me happy. It warmed my heart. It's very cute. I want a little bright blue fire in a jar. I know. <laughs> Someone make that on Etsy. I bet you it's already existed on Etsy, guys. 
<laughs> Robin is like going through it right now. Um, okay. So um, so they're standing outside around the fire. Harry, they see Snape crossing the yard, and Harry notices that Snape is limping. They move closer together to block the fire from from view because they were sure it wouldn't be allowed. But um, Snape notices that they look guilty. So basically, he just like takes Quidditch to the ages from him, saying that library books aren't aren't to be taken outside the school, and he takes five points from from Gryffindor because he's just a horrible person. It's like whether that rule is true or not. It's not that big of a deal. Also, it's like their first years, and if it was true, just tell them, like, did you know library books are not supposed to be taken off outside? Out of school. And you'd be like, oh, my bad, professor. I didn't realize yeah. that. We'll, we'll fix like that right what away. what you would do for anyone that wasn't Harry, mm-hmm. I guess. But it's really funny, though, that, like, it's, tr- it's true um, in in life in general, like, when you look guilty. <laughs> That's like, true. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like if you are outside and you make a little blue fire in a jam jar because it's cold and you're like, maybe this isn't allowed, then you don't know for sure. Just, like, go with that. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to stop. I got really exhausted. Okay. Like, they go back to the Gryffindor common room. I don't know, like, oh, okay, so this is what happens. So Harry goes, he decides he wants to keep reading Quidditch to the Ages, so he goes to see if he can, like, ask Snape for it back. Seems like a terrible idea, but anyway. Aren't there other he, copies? Like, just one? Yeah, one, there's probably another pits. copy. Two, you could probably go see, like, McGonagall and be like, hey, by the way, could you maybe, like, get this book back from me? Or, like, there's there are other, there are ways, other ways than to confront Severus Snape. But anyway... They, he goes to the, snaff, to, to the staff room and he knocks. Um, there's no answer. He knocks again. And then he thinks perhaps Snape had left the book in there. It was worth a try. Which is just like, no, why would he leave it in there? He has like other rooms and shit. But anyway. Why wouldn't he leave it in the potions dungeon? Right. Or like his own court or his own room. Or, or you knocked and no one answered. And why would you just go take a book that was taken from you anyway? So it doesn't make any way, sense. None of it makes sense. But he goes in, he looks inside, and he sees Snape and Filch inside alone. Um, Snape was holding his robes above his knees. One of the legs was bloody and mangled. Filch was handing Snape bandages. I wrote in here, why not go to Ma- Madame Pomfrey? But then I realized that he wanted to keep it a secret, so I don't know. I don't why go to Filch? That's the other thing. That's a better question. I mean, why- maybe because Filch likes the idea of being needed, and so he won't he'll keep confidence that way. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. And then, um, and then Snape says, "Blasted thing! How are you supposed to get? How are you supposed to keep your head on all three heads? Sorry, what? How are you supposed to keep your eyes on all three heads at once?" And I also wonder too, though, like, because we find out later that Snape is trying to keep Quirrell from it, that he doesn't go to Dumbledore. Like, right. if you're not doing anything wrong, as far as we know, he doesn't go to Dumbledore. Yeah, but I mean... he could have gone to Dumbledore, like, and Dumbledore Harry went to was, Dumbledore with, about Draco and been like, oh, whatever. <laughs> it's cool. No, and I'm, I think that that's probably what happened. Like, he went to Dumbledore, and Dumbledore was like, nah, I don't see it. Right. Or, like, let's just see how it plays out. Or, right. I'm kind of bored today, so let's, let's let it roll. Let it ride. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like Dumbledore is just like... He's like the drunk uncle. He just does what he wants. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Dumbledore... He's like, let's just wait and see. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, so, cool. it's probably fine. Yeah, I can take him. <laughs> Until it's, like, not fine. He's like, oh, shit, it's probably not fine. Yeah, but, yeah, if he's not 
going after the stone and he's just trying to keep Quirrell from getting the stone, he shouldn't be ashamed that he got hurt. No. Like, it would just kind of, it would be kind of like, I kind of um, imagine that he would be treated the way that people treated Harry and uh, Half-Blood Prince about Draco. Like, all right, dude, um, you're kind of going a little nuts, mm-hmm. but... But whatever. Whatever, you know? That, and then also, he could have come up with another, he's smart, like, he could come up with another excuse for right? his leg. He'd be like, I fell, or like, some potion fell on, I don't know, anything. Yeah, I want to go. I tripped in the Forbidden Forest. Whatever. Figure something out. But, like, why you got filched when there's, like, a full-on, like, doctor in your spot? Right? Um, and Pomfrey can regrow bones, like, no right. big deal. You really wouldn't have to be limping around. You just go really there, wouldn't. patch it up. You're cool. That's, like, two hours tops. Anyway. I'm going to lay down on my side here, but I'm still talking. Let's do this. You can do it. I can do it. you? <laughs> I was feeling so good. I don't know what happened. It's okay. I know I did one episode where my stomach was, like, hurting hella bad, and I was just like, oh, God. So I understand. It sucks. Okay, so Harry tries to shut the door, but Snape obviously sees him because... Potter! Yeah. (laughs) And then Harry, of course, I just wondered if I could have my book back. Dude, it's not the time. Get out! Out! (laughs) Um, And so Harry leaves before Snape could take any more points from Gryffindor, and when he gets back to the common room... He tells Ron and Hermione what they saw, and he says, you know what this means? He tried to get past the three-headed dog at Halloween. That's where he was That's where he was going when we saw him. He's after whatever it's guarding, and I bet my broomstick he let the troll in to make a diversion. A diversion. And <laughs> I wrote, because I'm just hella dumb and, like, petty. I was like, you'd lose that bet, and then what would you do? <laughs> but still, yeah, you would lose the bet. He'd be um, rolling around on one of the Quidditch suck. brooms. Exactly. I mean, the Hogwarts broom. Hogwarts broom. That would suck. Wood would never forgive him. Mm. So then Hermione is saying... I know he's not very nice, but he wouldn't try to steal something Dumbledore was keeping safe. Exactly. And then, Ron, honestly, Hermione, you think all teachers are saints or something? I'm with Harry. I wouldn't put anything past Snape. And what's he... But what he's, what's he's after? What the... But what's he after? What's that dog guarding? Again, it's none of your business. None. Also, you only, like, as abusive and, like, horrible as Snape is, it's not like they know him. So, like, assuming that, like, oh, because he's so terrible to us, that doesn't quite, that doesn't necessarily translate to, oh, he's a dark wizard. I know that he, like, you know, dabbled in dark arts and, like, we find out later that he's a Death Eater. But it also goes to, it goes to Snape's credibility with like I mean you're teaching children and like oh no no, no. I mean I'm he's sorry saying, I'm just saying the I'm saying the, the jump for them yeah obviously he's horrible and we, we've like gone on rant but I mean I'm I'm saying yes you're right they're making a jump but you have to be a pretty crappy person for that, to jump to like yeah for that jump to seem logical you know what I mean even to an 11 year old like, I mean, like, there are times when, like, if I tell Ami it's nap time and she's like, you're not my friend, <laughs> that's, which happens that's, a lot. That's her ultimate insult. Um, that's, like, insult. the insult. That's, that's insult. when she's fully done with you. We're not being friends. We're not friends anymore. Until, but, she, but it's really easy to twist that around. All of a sudden, she needs something from you. You're like, oh, I thought, I thought we, we were friends. friends. No, we can be friends now if you want. <laughs> like, how about I don't want to be your friend? Okay. Now what? How about you anyway. don't get in? Penny squabbles with a three-year-old. Sorry. But my point is... It's fun, actually. It's it, actually really entertaining. But we can keep going on the okay. Harry Potter. <laughs> um, my point is, is that when Aminata says, you're not my friend, she does not say, 
you are a dark wizard trying to kill people. That's true. She does not jump to that. <laughs> so, you know, like, even three-year-olds who have literally negative chill, like, no chill, don't go from, I don't like you very much right now, to, you're a dark wizard. <laughs> How terrible is Snape? That, like, that's where they jump, and it's not... And, like, Hermione's not, like, no, definitely not. She's like, I don't know. Right, that's she's true. She's not very nice, you know? Right. And then well, I think how for quickly... her, she's trying to be logical, like... I mean, obviously, yeah. she changes by the end of the chapter, but she starts off with, like, he's a bad person, but he's not a dark wizard. And they're yeah. like, nah, bruh. Like, nah. She's, like, her logic is, like, why like, would they hire a dark happen. wizard exactly. for the school? But by that logic, I would also say, Hermione, why would they freaking let a three-headed dog just be chilling in the third corridor? Why? Because apparently there's nowhere else to hide things in the wizarding world. You gotta take it to the school. I mean, y'all want to believe that Hogwarts... Do we do that in America? I hope hope the American school doesn't do that. Hell no. Because that don't make no sense. There's a forest right across the way. And forbidden... That's the other thing. A forbidden forest where the the students are not going. (laughs) I'm just saying... That, that Hogwarts is not in prime real estate, actually. Like, there are too many dangerous factors around that castle. I feel like they should have chosen a better location. Anyway, we can go on to the next part. <laughs> um, so, the next morning, it's Quidditch. Um, Harry doesn't want to eat, and he's all nervous. And then we get to, like, the Quidditch pitch, and this is an interesting kind of part because the nar- of the narration. So... A lot of the times, and this is really, I feel like this is only the only time that this happens in the series, aside from, like, the random times when we get, like, one chapter, and that's usually at the beginning from a different point of view. And usually Harry's not there at all, whereas, like, this time we get some, like, point of view from Ron and Hermione. Oh, yeah, they, that's Which true. they don't do, I don't think, I don't think she does that any other, at any other moment except for now when they're, like, watching Harry, um, uh, what's it called? play Quidditch but I think that it's interesting it works for this moment and I think I think just in general this narration like this section for narration is interesting especially with Lee but anyway so what's actually happening so they join Ron and Hermione join Neville, Seamus, and Dean um, Dean the West Ham fan which is shady we know who <laughs> Dean is that's true up in the top row as a surprise for Harry they had painted a large banner on one of the sheets scabbards, scabbards had ruined it, it said Potter for president, and Dean, who was good at drawing, had done a large Gryffindor line underneath. Um, then Hermione performed a tricky little charm so that the paint flashed different colors. Exactly, because they're Brightest awesome. witch of her age. Um, so then Harry, meanwhile, Harry's in the locker room. Wood clears his throat for silence. He says, okay, men. And, and women, women. says uh, Chaser Angelina Johnson. Feminist wizard bay. Shout out to you, Angelina. Um, this is actually the first time she's mentioned, which is kind of cool. That's like your intro- introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, and women would agree. This is it. The big one, said Fred Weasley. The one we've all been waiting for, said George. We know Oliver's speech by heart, Fred told Harry. We were on the team last year. To which I wrote, three Weasleys on the team at the same time. Yay! Yay! Go Weasleys! Um, this is where, like, I think both of us started doing math into, like, <laughs> who made up the team the year before, because I think that, for me, reading it, reading it before, um, I always assumed that Harry replaced Charlie, and then that was it, and it was the same team, but then you remember, like, we'll see, um, so, Wood says, like, this is the best Gryffindor team we've had in years, we're going to win, I know it, so last year they had Charlie, um, as their seeker, and, and as the captain, um, but they didn't have Katie, because Katie was a 
first year last year, which means, mm-hmm. what does it say? So, so it was Charlie plus Wood plus three, so plus three second years. So Fred, George, and Angelina, but not Alicia. Alicia was just a reserve, so she wasn't technically on the team. Like, she just was probably a backup for someone. So that means that there's, like, two other members who are probably, I would I would assume there were seven years. Um, she's like mentioned later in like the in Lee Jordan like. No, I know. Year. I'm just um thinking through. Yeah. Okay. Because I just you know doing the math. Yeah. So even though so I think it makes sense because like while this team is hella good, it makes sense the team last year wasn't because like they had Charlie and he was raw, but they didn't have like the like this and, team has really great chemistry. And second year versus Fred, third exactly. year, it's like you different. Get a, you have more experience. Exactly. And, yeah, like that better. was last year was like Angelina, Fred, and George's first year playing like Quidditch. Hogwarts. So that's the other thing is like you have they had a lot of like first um Yeah, they had a really young team. Yeah, they had a really with young a very team. um what's it called? Experienced seeker. Exactly. And now they have a a more experienced team with a very young seeker. Exactly. But he's hairy and he's amazing. And so he's yeah, he's natural in their base. And they also just have really good chemistry. Um, which we get to kind of see. Like they're, you know, like all both on and off the Quidditch pitch. Um yeah. they're like all really cool with each other. Um, okay, and so then they go out to the Quidditch pitch, and Madam Hooch is refereeing, and she says, now I want a nice, fair game of all of you. What? Because yeah, you're like, and she says, and my brain went, moisturize <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Sorry. She's never going to live that down. Okay, and so then Harry noticed that she seemed to be speaking particularly to Slytherin Captain Marcus Flint, a fifth year. Harry thought, Harry thought Flint looked as if he had some troll blood in him. And I'm like, damn, you just fought a troll. And that was like, you seriously consider that? Yeah, but <laughs> I mean. Shady. I mean, he could. He, but that's he, shady. He's not pretty. Apparently he's, not. He's no blaze of bean. Apparently you know? not. He looks like freaking a troll. That's unfortunate. But which is kind of funny, too, because. I mean, we'll get to it, I think. The second? Third? Fourth book? For what are you talking about? Hagrid's... Being a half-giant? Yeah, and his mom and... That's Goblet of Fire. Yeah. So we'll get to in Goblet of Fire. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But I was like, how does that work? Oh, I always think about that with Hagrid. Well, mostly troll, because trolls smell apparently smell like a porta potty so why would anyone want to have a kid with a troll? Ever. In life. But then I'm like, was it like was mom a troll? Because then maybe it? they're a bit cleaner than like an other troll. Was she like smarter? Did she like shower? Did you have like, like, a, like what? Did you have like a crazy like person in your family who like you know like they like have sex with goats or whatever? Oh, like you know Aberforth. Right? That's unfortunate. Um, Does Aberforth have sex with goats? I don't that know. was just a smear. I'm not really sure. That was, that was a weird. I, I would rather not think that. Let's you not did. think about it. Anyway, all of this is weird thing is weird to think about. But you know, you're getting into like the minutia of shit. Yeah. Like, so but tell us like tell us what you think. Work. Um, Listeners yeah, on Twitter figuring out how it technically works. I'm sorry if there's going to be a lot of um, static here, but <laughs> just, um, yeah. Um. What else? So yeah. So Harry um, sees the Potter for President banner, and his heart skips. And he feels braver, which is just awesome. So nice to have friends. Friends are the ones you can depend on. Friends. How many of us have them? Friends. Um, I went, like, all out order. You did. Cool. So then they're off. 
And then we get this amazing narration from play by play. Jordan. It's a play by play, but it's also like you see his, like his, you know, you see his opinions go up. It's like very original and like, I just love, it's great. Do you want to do it or? I can. I mean, I'm, I don't know if you, I was going to do it, but if you want to, I don't care. You should do it because you have more energy than I do. Okay. All right. So 15 brooms rose up high, high into the air. They were off. And the quaffle is taken immediately by Angelina Johnson of Gryffindor. What an excellent chaser that girl is, and rather attractive, too. Jordan! Sorry, Professor. And she's really belting along there. A neat pass to Alicia Spinnett, a good find of Oliver Woods, last year only a reserve. Back to Johnson, and no, the Slytherins have taken the quaffle. Slytherin captain Marcus Flint gains the quaffle, and off he goes. Flint flying like an eagle up there. He's going to score. No, stopped by um, an excellent move by Gryffindor keeper Wood, and the Gryffindors take the quaffle. That's Katie Bell of Gryffindor there. Nice dive around Flint, off up the field, and ouch, that must have hurt. Hit in the back of the head by a bludger. Real quick. How do you get hit by the, in the back of the head by a bludger and not get a concussion and not die and be able to come back in the next page um, and still play in Quidditch? Do wizards have, like, extra strong skulls or something? Maybe she has, like, a helmet charm. Or it just didn't hit her. It, like, glanced off of her, didn't hit her square on the head. It's... Oh, Anyway, that you have a lot of that's adrenaline. An, that's an att- intense, um, like injury. I'm <laughs> just I've been hit in the head by like a softball, and I feel like being hit with a bludger is like. But you know, much it also worse. depends on like how the where it hits you and how it hits you in terms of like. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, but like if no. it if it's thrown if bludger, directly if at bludger, you, like, like it hits literally you breaks Harry's arm. How does it not crack her skull at the very least? Then you're I, you're assuming that it just goes straight at her with no interference. It says hit in the back of the head. Yeah, but that could have been like here, like boot, as it was flying this way. I'm doing I'm doing I'm <laughs> doing visuals that y'all can't see, but I'm saying like there was, had to be some kind of something that happened in between that and her like, later. Um, I don't think it was a direct hit, but also it could have just been like losing moment. I don't know. Anyway, um, I have the flu. <laughs> Quaffle taken by the Slytherins. That's Adrian Pusey um, speeding off toward the goalpost, but he's blocked by a second bludger, sent his way by Fred or George Weasley, can't tell which. Nice play by the, by the Gryffindor beater anyway. And Johnson back in possession of the Quaffle. A clear field, field ahead, and off she goes. She's really flying, dodges a speeding bludger. The goalposts are ahead. Come on now, Angelina. Keeper Bletchley dives. Misses. Gryffindor score! Um, woo! Yeah! Um, Hagrid appears at, um, at the game. Um, so that he can see closer, and they talk about that kind of thing. Um, so, okay, so it says, um, when Angelina had scored, Harry had done a couple loop-the-loops, um, to to let off his feelings. Now he was back to staring around for the snitch. Once he caught sight of a flash of gold, and it was just a reflection from one of the Weasley's wrist watches. Why are they wearing watches? That was what I was thinking. Why are they wearing gold watches? You're not, first of all, why are you wearing gold watches? That's out of pocket. Second of all... Like, I mean, I guess they don't care about jewelry. I just know that, like, playing sports, at least here in, like, muggle sports, they're really serious about you not wearing jewelry so that you don't, like, lose an eye or, like, an ear or some shit. Well, that depends. Like, and they don't want, like, li- it's mostly liability issues, yeah. actually. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. As somebody who, like, played sports growing up, that just seems, like, weird because that's, like, not realistic for muggle sports. And maybe for Squidditch, it's totally cool. 
I know girls that used to play uh, basketball with their earrings in, like studs, not hoops. Yeah, no, studs are cool, but Um, even then, no, no, even then, I remember um, for softball, you you literally, like, I got my um, cartilage pierced when I turned 16, and so for, like, the whole summer um, and fall, I had to wear a headband over it so that they couldn't see that I had it in. Um, and there are like a bunch of girls who got their nose pierced during like softball season and would have to like take it out and like do some other shit, which is why I didn't get my nose pierced until after I stopped playing softball. But um, just all this stuff because people like the referees were like really intense about it. Um, yeah, I think it depends on the sport and yeah, you're flying. It's not that much. They at least shouldn't be gold. Yeah, but in they terms shouldn't of, like for yeah. Harry's sake. But yeah. They shouldn't be wearing them just because if the light catches the wrong catches way. It, it can confuse their own keeper. Exactly. But let's go back to what Lee Jordan was saying. Okay. Um, Slytherin in possession. Uh, Chaser Pusey ducks two bludgers, two Weasleys, and Chaser Bell. Again, she got a hard-ass head. Um, and speeds toward the, wait a minute, was that the snitch? Um, and so a murmur ran through the crowd as Adrian Pusey dropped the quaffle, too busy looking over his shoulder at the flash of gold that had passed his left ear. Um, and so Harry had, Harry saw it in a rush of excitement. He dived downwards to the streak of gold. Slytherin seeker, Terrence Higgs, he has to be black, um, had seen it too. (laughs) Neck and neck, they hurtled toward the snitch. All the chasers seemed to have forgotten what they were supposed to be doing as they hung in midair to watch. Like, damn, they got really distracted. That's hella funny. Harry was faster than Higgs. He could see the little round ball, wings fluttering, darting up ahead. He put on an extra spurt of speed. Wham. A roar of rage echoed from the Gryffindors below. Marcus Flint had blocked Harry on purpose, and Harry's broom spun off course, um, Harry holding on for dear life. Foul, screamed the Gryffindors. And Madam Hooch talks to Flinch about what's happening, orders a free shot for Gryffindor. And Dean comes in with, send him off, Russ, red card! (laughs) I love him. Um, What are you talking about, Dean, said Ron. Red card! In soccer, you get shown the red card, you're out of the game! But this isn't soccer. Dean. But Dean was righteous and um, furious. And then Hagrid, they ought to change the rules. Flint could have knocked Harry out of the air. And, like, Hagrid only cares because it's Harry. If it was, like, mm-hmm. any other person, he would not. Hey, it's man. cool, like, Flint was out of pocket for that, but at the same time, Hagrid has, like, a soft spot for, for Harry. I um, think it's that, but also, like, Flint really could have hurt him. No, like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, of course. But you know I what I mean? Like, like, I, what said- I'm saying is that that's kind of an occupational hazard for playing Quidditch is that your yeah. possibility of you getting hurt. And Hagrid's and now like, wanting them to change the rules exactly, because, because it happened it's to Harry. And not necessarily because it happened to just anyone. Yeah. Um, you can still be, you know, I mean, like, you'd be angry, but then it's not the same type of... But they should kind of change the rules a little bit since it's a school. It is. It, that's very true. <laughs> um, I mean, there's, like, later, doesn't one of them, like, disappear? Oh, no, that's not in Quidditch. It was just Fred and George shoved him into a vanishing cabinet. Anyway, because um, <laughs> they have no chill either. Okay, Lee Jordan was finding it difficult not to take sides. So, after that obvious and disgusting bit of cheating. Jordan. I mean, after that open and fra- revolting foul. Jordan, I'm warning you. All right, all right. Flint nearly kills the Gryffindor Seeker, which could happen to anyone, I'm sure. So, a penalty to Gryffindor, taken by Finnett, who puts it away, no trouble, and we continue to play. Gryffindor is still in possession. So, Harry dodges another bludger. Um, and then his broom gives a sudden frightening lurch. For a split second, he thought he was going to fall. It um, was as though the broom was trying to knock him off. Um, and he's trying to, in his mind, figure out what's happening. Because I like that he says, 
Nimbus 2000s did not suddenly decide to buck their writers off. It's like, <laughs> no, but no brooms suddenly decide to no. buck their writers off. But no. thank you for the name drop. Um, <laughs> but nobody notices right away. So Lee is still commentating. So they're in possession. Uh, Flint with the quaffle, passes Spinet, passes Bell, hit hard in the face by a bludger, hope it broke his nose. Only joking, Professor. So they're in score. Oh, no. Yeah, so they're still not paying attention. Um, then Hagrid says, don't know what Harry thinks he's doing. If I didn't know better, I'd say he'd lost control of his broom. But he can't have. I um, think he kind of, like, starts to think that. He's like, if I didn't know any better, I'd say he'd lost control of his broom. Right, it's like kind of an epiphany. But he he can't have. Yeah, it's, it's more of a, like... Um, he's lost control of his broom, but that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so then people start to notice Harry, and, uh, Harry's broom gave us, uh, Harry's broom had given a wild jerk, and Harry swung off it. He was now dangling from it, holding on with only one hand. Did something happen to it when Flint blocked him? Seamus whispered. Can't have, Haggard said, his voice shaking. Can't nothing interfere with a broom except powerful dark magic. No kid could do that to a Nimbus 2000. Thanks for the name drop. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're all, like, really confused. Um, and then Hermione takes Hagrid's binoculars. I knew it, she gasped. Snape, look. So, my thing here is, again, she immediately looks for, she immediately looks for Snape. She's not looking for anyone who could be cursing Harry's room. She's looking for Snape. And the fact that he's whispering just kind of, like, validates that, you know what I mean? That yeah. It's, it's, it's not necessarily that she was like, okay, I would like to this? think that she was kind of scanning. But I don't think she was. She Because immediately what, she says, is, at what she says is, I knew it. Yeah. She doesn't say like, oh shit, Snape's doing something. She goes, I knew it, Snape. So it's like, that's what her brain She hears dark to. magic and she looks for Snape. Exactly. Um, Which again, he's a terrible person. It's Snape's I fault. Know that. It's partly his fault, but it's also still partly them being eleven and hating him. Yeah, like there's it's both of. It's but both he keeps things. giving them reasons to hate. I'm not saying he doesn't. Of course he does. No, but it doesn't make him a dark wizard. But it's his fault. Still, the leap to dark wizard is still, I think, really like he's a hor- He's horrible and he's abusive and he's terrible. But so is Dolores Umbridge, and she's All not. Of a, she's not a Death Eater, like. <laughs> She's you know worse I mean? than a Death Eater. But she's not a Death Eater, is what I'm saying. And so yes. they're immediately jumping to him, like, you know what I mean? Okay, anyway, so Hermione says he's doing something, jinxing the broom. What should we do? Leave it to me. And so before Ron could say anything else, Hermione disappears. Everyone is watching the Weasleys, or everyone's watching Harry as the Weasleys fly up and try to pull Harry safely onto one of their brooms. But every time they get near, the broom jumps higher. Um, Marcus Flint sees the quaffle and scored five times without anyone noticing. Dirty. Right, for but what reason? Smart. Oh, yeah. Very smart. That's true. It's not like nobody called time out, which I don't know why they didn't. Like, why didn't Madam Hooch? <laughs> but they also got, like, distracted. So, Hermione had fought her way across the stand where Snape stood and was now racing along the row behind him. She didn't even stop to say sorry as she knocked Professor Quirrell headfirst into the front row. Ooh, sorry. Um, reaching Snape, she crouched down, pulled out her wand, and whispered a few well-chosen words. Bright blue flames shot from her wand onto the hem of Snape's robes. I'm curious if Harry wasn't cool after she knocked Professor Quirrell, like, immediately after, but because she's too focused on Snape, she doesn't notice that he's... Yeah. I mean, obviously that's what it is, but I mean, like, the way it's written, it makes it seem like it's after Snape that he's cool, when it's probably right after he knocked, she knocked Professor Quirrell down. It took perhaps 30 seconds for Snape to realize he was on fire. A sudden yelp told her she had done her job. 
Scooping the fire off of him into a little jar in her pocket, she scrambled back along the row. Snape would never know what happened. Which, at first, and I was confusing. like, why would you scoop the fire, the fire back. back up? But then I was like, she is so smart because they could trace who made that. No, but what like, I don't get is that... They could trace the magic. And I love no, that she was like, cover of, my track. It still doesn't make sense to me. Why? Unless, does the fire set fire? Like, the like... Is it like it's a fire? So she let it be on red, and then took the blue part. Is that what? It, it's not really clear because to me it sounds like he noticed there was a fire, and then she took it away from him before she could notice she, it was her, and that makes no sense because then suddenly he's not on fire anymore. Or it might just be yeah, the wording he, of it that makes um, sense. That's confusing because he me. felt it like the the like he's like whoa what's happening why am I all warm? But he looks and down then, and sees the fire. He oh. yells, and then she scoops it back. So I'm confused as to where whether like yeah I think there's maybe, still more fire. I think maybe or, he's like trying to knock it, you know, like you know maybe. when you knock the fire. What do you yeah. call it when you hit the fire out? Uh-huh. And then she scoops it back, so like in all the commotion, he can't be like, oh, that blue fire is magical fire. It's not right. You know, maybe I don't know. That part seemed a little confusing, but it's not a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> and then. So then suddenly Harry is able to clamber back onto his broom. Neville, you can look, Ron said. Neville had been sobbing into Hagrid's jacket for the last five minutes. He's so cute. Bless your heart. Um, Harry was speeding to the ground when the crowd saw him clap his hand to his mouth as though he was about to be sick. Somehow the snitch got up in there while he's like freaking out. Yeah, that part, this part doesn't make any sense. This also makes no sense. Like I get it in the the other one, what happened, like in the movie, Mm -hmm. he just goes after the snitch again. And then he falls and he, yeah. But this, somehow the snitch was like, ooh, somebody in distress. <laughs> Next to someone looking pretty, sorry. Um, <laughs> and like goes straight into his mouth. Um, that's weird. Anyway, also, I've got, uh, so he coughed and something gold fell into his hand. I've got the snitch, he shouted, waving it above his head. And the game ended it with complete confusion. Also, I opened at the close. Anyway. Oh. Um. He didn't catch it. He nearly swallowed it. Flit was just salty as fuck, basically. Gryffindor um, won 170 points to 60. Harry heard none of this, though. He was being made a cup of strong tea back in... How did they get back so quickly? Anyway, back in Hagrid's hut with Ron and Hermione. It was Snape, Ron was explaining. Hermione and I saw him. He was cursing your broomstick, muttering. He wouldn't take his eyes off of you. Um, of course, Hagrid is like, nah, why would Snape do that? Harry, I found out something about him. He tried to get past that three-headed dog on Halloween. It bit him. We think he was trying to steal whatever it's guarding. And Hagrid, how do you know about Fluffy? Fluffy! I love that Hagrid names his pets like the most random ass things. I'm not even random, but just like counterintuitive to what they are. No, to him. To him, that three-headed dog is Fluffy. What happens to Fluffy after this book? Does he just like chill out in the third, fourth corridor, or does he just like go somewhere else? I think he goes to the Forbidden Forest, where all his creatures end up. I suppose. Uh, yeah, that was always that's interesting to me. Um, then he says, "Yeah, he's mine. Bought him off a Greek a Greek chappy I met in the pub last year. I lent him to Dumbledore to guard the." Yes. Now don't ask me anymore. That's top secret. That is. But Snape is trying to steal it. Bruh, then why does that have... I still don't understand how that has to do with you. Why do you need to know what it is? Just because Snape is trying to steal it. Right? Just Harry. Mind your business. Mind your business. Um, stay in your lane. Stop swerving. Um, have you seen that? that video? No. It's like this um, It's like this choir, and they're singing, like, Stay in your lane. 
Stop swerving. It's so funny. It's hilarious. It's great. My mom needs that. She's, I guess, one of her pastors. Um, my mom's a church lady, for those of you listening at home. And they gave a sermon about staying in your lane. She's been <laughs> saying it all the time. Like, this year, I'm going to stay in my lane. After she's, like, <laughs> been all up in my lane. <laughs> and then says She's that. like, you need to do this, you need to do this. But I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm like, mm, you already knocked me off the road. Continue. I love your mom. Um, okay. So, Harry goes, rubbish. Snape's a Hogwarts teacher. He'd do nothing of the sort. So why did he just try and kill Harry, cried Hermione. Um, this afternoon's event certainly seemed to have changed her mind about Snape. I still think that her, she was, yeah, I don't know. Every time she I read still this, biased. every time I read this, I read it in, um, Emma Watson's over it on seeing she oh, yeah. voice. So, I know a jinx when I see one, Hagrid. <laughs> I've read all about them. You've got to keep eye contact and Snape wasn't blinking at all. I saw him. <laughs> ah. And I, and I read, I read, has one read up on counter jinxes? Because <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not a petty for You're now. so petty, I'm but talking about, like, true. so has she read up on the counter jinxes? She or? probably hasn't gotten she there She didn't finish that book That's yet. the thing is, like, <laughs> okay, you have to Hermione. think about the fact that they are 11, and, like, yeah, Hermione's very smart, but she only knows, like, a might, like, a a small fraction of what she needs to know. I think so that, like, and also, I think that she probably assume, is still reading about things and hasn't yeah, finished it, but finish the book from yet. what she knows, she's going to be super confident about what she knows. Yeah. I get it, but also, I'm just like, Hermione, chill and, out. But also, cool. and we'll get to it when we get to MVPs, but, like, you know. Okay, and then, um, Hagrid goes, I'm telling you, you're wrong. I don't know why Harry's broom acted like that, but Snape wouldn't try and kill a student. Now listen to me, all three of you. You're meddling in things that don't concern you. It's dangerous. You forget that dog and you forget what it's guarding. That's between Professor Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. Um, A couple things. One, they're all wrong, technically. Like, Hagrid is wrong. Obviously, Snape has something to, you know what I mean? Like, Snape obviously has a grudge against Harry. Whether he tried to kill him, that's different. Two, yes, they're meddling in things that don't concern them. That is very true. Third, Dumbledore is really putting all of his students in danger because of his friend. Like, he's just doing all this stuff because he's trying to do his homie a favor. But then they can't go in the third floor corridor. They're trying to, they're like, I just noticed that. I didn't even write that down. They just popped in my head when I was reading it. Yeah. Dumbledore's a problem. He got the hookup. I mess with Dumbledore, but also, like, he's a problem. <laughs> he literally is. I was, okay, this is also a thing, but I just got back from watching the Packers blow it. Sad, terrible game. Shut up, Amani. But who are they playing? The Carolina Panthers. Okay. Anyway, there was this old couple, which I like. I fucks with Packers fans because like the place was packed, and this family was like, "Sit down, <laughs> hey!" Like from Madison, Wisconsin, we were talking. <laughs> I told them where they could go. They just lived, they moved here a month ago. I told them where they could go find some cheese curds. Now we're best friends. You know, whatever. But. They grandparents are with them, and they were just like, like the Packers are t- are seven and two. We were seven and zero. Oh. We lost our last two games, but we lost only we've only lost to undefeated teams. So, like it's not like all hell falling apart. Mm-hmm. But they were just like, this is the worst thing ever. Like you would have thought <laughs> that we were like like un- like we were completely like just terrible. That's awesome. like. Aaron Rodgers can't throw himself out of a paper bag. Like that is not true. He was the <laughs> like he was the MVP last year. Like calm down, guys. Old people say what they want. 
do what they want. They can be rude when they want to be. They can be grumpy when they want to be. And if they want to do their homies a favor, they can do that because they've been alive long enough. And what are you going to do about it? Shut up. Get off their lawn. They're going to die if and they that's go the door. door door. That's what they're going to do. Dumbledore's like, <laughs> Dumbledore's like what? Mm-hmm. Inconvenience a couple of 11-year-olds for my 185-year-old homie? Like, sure. Get off my lawn. Get off my corridor. Whatever. Old people can do that. They can. They do. And they do it. It's one of the things I do. It's one of their perks. I can't yeah. wait until I, like, not that I don't do it already, but I mean, at least it'll be a little bit more socially acceptable. True. Aha, said Harry. So there's someone called Nicholas Samel involved. Is there? Hagrid looked furious with himself. And um, if Harry was any kind of Ravenclaw, he would already know that we've seen Mr. Flamel before. But, you know, he doesn't have a photographic memory. So, who is your MVP and who are you? Who's bitch? Okay, so my MVP is Lee Jordan because he's awesome and his commentary was amazing and great (laughs) and he's the best. Yeah. He just, he makes this chapter really entertaining in a way that, like, it's just not, it's just way more exciting. I think it adds to, like, the whole feel of Quidditch being, like, Quidditch definitely doesn't have the same flair without without Lee Jordan. And that's one of the things I hate about the movies, but I get also. But at the same time, there's a different, like, with the book, you have to read it, and writing, like, scenes that are, like, constantly action-packed is really difficult to do if it's just a narrator telling it, because it just gets really, like, boring. But if it's someone, like, he's a commentator, so he has his own, like, flair on it and his own, like, yeah personality, um, which makes it interesting, so you know what's happening, but also you're, like, getting to know this character, and he's really interesting, he makes you laugh, and, like, all that kind of stuff. So, I say Lee Jordan. Agreed. Um, I give this chapter to Hermione. She um, comes up with the clutch with the blue flames in the jar multiple times. I think it's kind of funny, though, that, like, um, we see these um, chapters where, like, she starts off making blue flames for them to stay warm, and then, like, that's what she does to save them, or to save Harry from the broomstick. It's like, you know other magic, but this is your blue flame chapter. Okay. Yeah, and I think she also... It's not like a mixtape. The blue flame chapter. Young Hermione, blue flames. (laughs) Okay, anyway. Coming to you, dropping this fall on iTunes. She also, like, helps them with their homework. Like, she just starts to come into her own, and you start to see, like, how useful it is. It must be nice. It must be nice to have Hermione on your side. It must be nice. (laughs) I was going to start to, like, harmonize, and I was like, I actually can't sing, so I'm not... I can't I didn't wanna, and I have the flu. But so, I didn't want to, like... Went, I just went with it. I was like, I was going to let you do you, because I didn't want to, like, add to mm-hmm. the lack of vocals that are in our family, apparently. Yeah. And um, Gryffindor won the landslide. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Got to go! Okay. Oh! Okay, sorry. I was <laughs> what's happening now? Okay. Who's benched? I benched Quarrel because he's um really dishonest and horrible, and he should just own the fact that he's evil. That so, was really random. I, I know actually... <laughs> that you bitch quarrel because this is a spoiler heavy yeah. like rereading and we can take into account all of their things and you know that he's actually the one that was cursing Harry and mm-hmm. not Snape. But I bitch Snape. I told you that too. That's valid. It's yeah. like I've been saying this whole time. If Snape wasn't so horrible, they wouldn't even think that it was him. It's true. He's given them all the ammunition they need to make the wrong conclusion. It's very true. And but he did just try to save Harry. So that's the other thing. Is like yeah, that's why, that's, that's the only reason why I five points. But my thing is like that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't 
bench Snake, even though he's horrible and like he's still like you know what I mean. You got a roster. He's yeah. probably still on the bench. Again, if there were only nine, if I only had access to ten players for my for my team, someone gets hurt, he and might get in. He has to be in right field. Quarles on the bench. But we I need someone in right field. And between Snape and Quarles for this particular game, I'm going to choose Snape to be. And I understand it. But that's uh-huh. what I mean. So, yeah. I understand it. I'm just saying, like, I think there is something about, like, the fact that he is consistently going out of his way to bully Harry, which then makes it a complete, like, I mean, we're looking at this now, so I don't know however many years removed, but, like, I know for a fact when I first read this book, I was like, yeah, Nate. Oh, yeah, me too. You know, like, and it's because everything that he does just leads you to that. And, like, yeah, okay, now that I'm older and also because I have, like, hindsight or bias or whatever it's called, future bias, whatever it's called, guys, (laughs) my brain. But because of that, I think, like, I still see why they lock onto Snape as being the guy. And it's not just because, like, oh, you know, he looks, you know, like, Marcus Hunt looks like he's got some troll in him. Or, you know what I mean? And, like, right, it's not, like, Slytherin's based on look, how he looks. It's yeah, the Slytherins look like a very unpleasant lot. Right. It's like he goes out of his way to be terrible. To be terrible. <laughs> And therefore, it only is logical then that he is trying to, like, hurt. Like, what is, there isn't, from the way that he came at Harry the first, that first mm-hmm. potion class, to try to knock him off the broom, it's not a very big leap for an 11-year-old. Because, like, why would you treat a kid like that? Right. That's true. So, yeah, Snape, you were, like, trying to save Harry, but you also got set on fire because you... Treat he, them he still dirty. deserved to be set on fire. Like, sure did. He definitely did. And even if it wasn't for that particular and moment, you also deserve for Fluffy to bite you. And luckily, Hermione knocked over Quirrell in the process, so it's not like she did it and then Harry was still tripping. Like you know what I mean? He didn't. He still was in danger. Like luckily, she killed two birds with one stone. Right. She didn't know she was killing one bird, but exactly. That's, that's it fine. Works out. Um. Okay. So please Next. let us know who you think um is the real MVP. And who's benched in this chapter? If you also want to get technical about like half human, half giant, half troll, whatever that relations relations with other cre- magical creatures, go ahead. You can. You do know, that. it's really weird. Like we so, talk about Voldemort babies all the time. Voldemort babies even more. So like um, you can like if a horse and a donkey they have a mule, right? Mm-hmm. And then mules are they can't have babies. No. So maybe Hagrid couldn't have babies. Because it is still, like, interspecies. You know what I mean? Like, they're not human. I'm more concerned with, like, size. And the logistics of it all. Yeah, like, the logistics and the, like, like, yeah. Mostly logistics, not necessarily, like, obviously it's possible. Because, I mean, and even, like, the goblin one makes sense. The goblin makes more sense. I think it makes more sense because even, they're just more, like, short people. So, like, proportionally, it's not weird versus, like, a troll is, like, really tall and has, like, sh- it just, and, like, a giant is, like, a giant. Which is so, always, this is gonna be, this is gonna be a little bit too much, but that can't be, like, fun for Hagrid's dad. Exactly. That's the other thing, because I'm, like, how, where is the pleasure in this? I don't, yeah, I don't understand it, and. But you're going swimming somewhere. in there, and the whole point <laughs> is to have some friction. 
We gotta, okay. <laughs> we gotta go. Anyway. But we're eager next, to hear your thoughts on that. Next week. We don't have um, to get that deep into it, but. It's something to think it's about. Not, it's it's something I've been thinking about since I found out that Hagrid was a half giant. I was like, how? How does that work? I was like 12. <laughs> I literally actually know like eight now that I think about it because yeah. by the time I yeah. but you know what's really funny is like I was thinking that when I was older <laughs> but also like it would seem like his dad should be the giant but his mom's the giant what no what if his dad was the giant that would suck that would hurt it would no it would no. but it would be more pleasurable for the dad but not for her she'd probably get Mm, that seems like a terrible idea. Mm, how about no? It just seems like. How about next week? We'll, all right, we'll be yeah. discussing chapter twelve, the Mayor of Erised. Um, make sure to read and follow along. You want to join in on this very weird conversation that just happened and all the other stuff that we we're talking about. Um, you can join us on Twitter at We Black and Nerds hashtag Wizard Team. We either, we tend to reply. Sometimes we just like favor to retweet depending on like where we are we in will, real life. But, we'll but we, interact, we interact and we like to talk about and it. And you can also comment on these um, go up on Facebook, on our page as a comment on our website. There goes up on Tumblr and you can read blog if that's what you want to do. But I don't think there's really an interactive thing. I mean, whatever. We'll talk. Whatever. Just find us and we'll talk. <laughs> uh-huh. We'll talk it out. I have dragon pox. So if you guys can, like, find a cure for that. Actually, it might be splatter grout. You might want to stay away from splatter me. Gray. Ew. Splatter grout. Well, no, you don't have all the stuff on your face. I think you're good. Pestle. Yeah. You're good. So it's just a plain old boring-ass flu. I think so. I think that's probably for the best. All right. I'm going to take some airborne when I get home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Although it's probably past the, like, contagious stage. Yeah, I was feeling, like, good. And then, I, yeah. That happens, though. It happens. Makes sense. Um, Yeah, but, you know, let us know things. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs)